poker's legendary champions, next generation stars, and tireless ambassadors of the game, sharing their wisdom and guiding your journey to high achievement on the green felt. This is Philosophical Friday on Chasing Poker Greatness with your hosts, Brad Wilson and Duncan Palamortis. Welcome, my friends, to another episode of the Chasing Poker Greatness podcast. As always, this is your host, the founder of ChasingPokerGreatness.com, Coach Brad Wilson. Today's Friday, which means down for some philosophical conversations with my good friend and co-host, Duncan Palamortis. Duncan, how you doing? I'm doing good. I'm doing good, Brad. How's everything with you? Life is good. Can't complain. Just uh, right in the middle of my favorite season in the fall and... Weather's cooling off and it's just, uh, yeah, my favorite time of year. I like it. I like it. Yeah, here it's not cooling off at all. So I'm, I'm traveling right now and w- wherever I go, the, the temperature seems to be the same. So, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you, you live that uh, Southern California, Los Angeles life of, you know, 70 degrees year round. So that's yeah. right. That's right. And I, I, I can't say I, I can't complain, right? I mean, I really like it. If it can be like every day, 70 degrees, perfectly fine with that. Yeah, I think I would be perfectly okay with that as well. Uh, so what's going to be the topic of conversation today? Actually, you know, that's that's a very good segue, and we didn't plan that. So, you know, because the topic of today is balance, right? So, you know, and sometimes uh, the same temperature is very imbalanced because it's basically the same temperature every day. So sometimes balance is a good thing. Sometimes not having balance is is a good thing. So we're thinking of, of talking about the idea of balance, uh, balancing a poker and personal life and uh, having free time and studying and all of the good stuff. So hopefully we can talk some pros and cons, give some definitions and end the conversation with some actionable heuristics uh, that we usually like to do. So Sure. And fair warning before we dive into this topic, I think you're, you're talking to maybe one of the most imbalanced humans that, that I know. <laughs> Uh, just because of how I operate and tackle projects and and that sort of thing, so I'm exceptionally imbalanced as a person. The, the, and, and you remind me of a quote uh, that uh, I, I believe Warren Buffett gave one in in some of his interviews, or it was probably one of those uh, annual meetings of his shareholders over at Berkshire. And he said a story where an interviewer asked him and uh, his friend Bill Gates of, of Microsoft. Uh, if they were to describe their lives in one word, uh, what would it be? And without second thought, they both wrote down the same word, and the word was focus, right? So focus is something that um, very successful people can have, but it, in some sense, it's the opposite of balance, right? It's a, it's an extreme concentration on one thing. So you know, before we you know jump into our horses and get excited that balance is all there is, you know, there is multiple sides to, to that coin. So let's explore that a little bit. Sure. And uh, speaking of jumping into horses, you know, we have Halloween coming up. So that's a pretty macabre image for the, the listeners. Indeed, <laughs> indeed, indeed. Live horses, not dead horses. Let's, what, let's what? jump jump into the live horses. All right. I don't know. I don't know exactly what that means, but... <laughs> that's exactly right. The show on the road. So um, let, let's start with that, you know, our standard thing. You know, what is balance? In, in general, and then we'll get to poker in a second. But what is balance? What comes to mind? What is the first picture that comes to mind? 
just that i mean i mean for me it would be you know if you break up it, the everyday components of your life mm-hmm. into whatever is meaningful to you whether it be family friends uh you know church spirituality um just improving uh learning growing all of these things like basically if you just bucketed e- each of these things you would spend an equal amount on each of your higher priority items every single day. So like nutrition, physical fitness, however it is that you, you would break up a typical day, a balanced life would mean, okay, so like, you know, I'm going to be outside for two hours and I'm going to be on my computer for two hours, etc. So having enough time to do uh, the things that you, that you like. Yeah. All, all, all the things that you like on, you know, a daily basis effectively. Right. Uh, just out of curiosity, I guess it's a little bit of a nuance, but a follow-up question. Uh, if an individual likes certain things, like for example, they like to spend a lot of time um, to have like mental stimulation or just physical stimulation, um, but they don't like, for example, the opposite. They don't like the physical stimulation or they don't like the mental stimulation. Would we still consider a person like that balanced just because they have enough time to do the things that they like? I think so. I think okay. it's sub- subjective, right? Because like sure. different different strokes for different folks and whatever you value, whatever resonates with you, whatever you prioritize, I, I think would fall into that category. And, you know, there's a billion different things that we could individually prioritize as human beings. And, you know, that's one of the, the reasons that humanity is quite interesting because we just value many, many different things. Indeed, indeed. And, and I think that, sort of like already sets up the stage for the next question, which which is how, more specifically, what does like a balanced poker career or a balanced poker schedule uh, look like to you? Like you can perhaps give us an example from your personal life and can extrapolate for other people as well. Yeah, I mean, so, I mean, a balance, so basically, again, it's setting priorities, like what Mm -hmm. what matters to you as a poker player. So um, as like a professional poker player, you know, volume does matter. It is a big deal. So uh, allocating time to put in volume to play cards, um, allocating time to spend time with your friends and your family, and then allocating time to study, learn, and grow as a poker player on a regular basis. I think those are, you know, the big three. And then that there are soft skills that also affect your poker game, your ability to make money as a pro. And that's going to be, you know, taking care of yourself physically, taking care of yourself mentally, emotionally, spiritually. Uh, so yeah, that, that would be like, in my mind, the ideal professional poker player lifestyle is some sort of daily schedule that incorporates volume that incorporates progress that incorporates just unplug away from both. I like it. I really like it. And, uh, and I do have a lot of questions on that. And specifically, you know, um, how do we go from theory to practice will be one question that we want to explore. How do we get to do that? But, but before we go there, uh, one philosophical question, right? Is, is balance desirable, right? Because again, there, uh, and even before we, we talk about that, what would you say is the, is the what opposite is desirable of- mean, right? Very I, good. I, so, we just start there, right? Like what is desirable mean? I would say that again, it's a subjective thing where that varies from person to person, right? Very good. Let, let me, let me try to help this, this question sure. a little bit, right? Because I mean, obviously uh, 
uh, we can leave that open-ended, but what would you say in your mind is the opposite of balanced? The opposite of balanced? Mm-hmm. What is in, in, in balanced in, in, in your mind? Uh, like, you know, I, I, only anecdotal, mm-hmm. of course, uh, anecdotal evidence and things that I, I don't even know. Uh, know whether they're exactly true or not. You know, I, I think of imbalance. I think of somebody like uh, the first person that came to mind was Yukon Brad Booth, who mm-hmm. basically just played poker for 14 hours a day every day for 10 years, allegedly. Right. So I, I don't know if that's true or not, but like that mm-hmm. would be um, an imbalance or somebody like, uh, you know, Nano Noko back playing right. 400 NL for 14 hours a day, 10 tables right. every single day. Um, that that would be an imbalance to me. Very good. And so because it starts to sound a little bit like hyper-focusing, right? Sure. So, imbal- so for instance, you know, like some other examples that we know, some extreme athletes, which they also, like Roger Federer, uh, famously, like he, he sleeps more than 10 hours a day because he's, he, I mean, he's retired now, uh, shout out. Um, but he, he used to train for long hours or Kobe uh, Bryant, know, right? Kobe like, Bryant, MJ. Yeah. Just watch the, the redeem team documentary. <laughs> I can't remember on what streaming platform it was on, but it was on Netflix, know, they, yeah. yeah, they, they told a story about how they were in Vegas. It was Dwayne Wade and LeBron James and uh, Kobe was on the redeem team. I think he joined a little bit later and they went all out clubbing, partying, and we're walking back to the the hotel they were in the hotel lobby at 4 a.m and like as they were walking through the lobby kobe was passing them going to the weight room at at 4 a.m um and they it just kind of hit them you know it struck them like how much he cared what he was willing to do to perform at an exceptionally high level um and then you know they basically changed their routines to mirror kobe's but like basically you know, waking up at 4 a.m. to to lift weights, not going out the night before. Your whole world is one thing, right? Like that to me is, it's an imbalance. Very good. No, I, and, I, and I would agree with that. I think that's, that's a good way of putting it. And, um, and, and incidentally, if we define it that way, um, I think it's inevitable to conclude that failing to be balanced doesn't necessarily imply that we're being hyper-focused. So failing to be balanced could be that, you know, I'm trying to have a balanced life and uh, um, I'm trying to allocate specific uh, amount of hours to specific things. And in the end of the day, I, I fail to do so. So you, somebody well, can fail to be balanced and hyper-focused at the same time. Right, right, right. Point. So, so yeah. the, the opposite side of that, we, I gave some like uh, good examples <laughs> of being unbalanced, mm-hmm. right? I think the right, other side right. is, you know, waking up and, and sitting on your couch and watching right. Dr. Phil all day long, right? And right. not getting anything done, not being productive. I, I think that that is the other side of imbalance where, um, yeah. Or, or, you know, you're just a workaholic, right? You have a job that is very demanding that they, they call on you at all hours of the day. Um, and you're just spending your life, uh, doing this thing that you may not even particularly enjoy or aspire to be great at. You're just, you know, spending lots of hours on a weekly basis doing that thing. Absolutely. And I think that that's a key component, not enjoying doing that, because I also have an example of uh, a very impressive human being who was, you know, spending about 10 to 12 hours a day making windows. And I've never seen somebody happier in my entire life. He loved doing windows. He was so proud 
of you know his craft right so there are some yeah. people who are workaholics right but they are again we're Euro dreams into the- of sushi right like exactly. same <laughs> same concept you just a good. whole life spent learning all the subtleties of making sushi very good exactly absolutely so i guess to to to, to summarize it, it it sounds like Again, like you said, your question, what does desirable mean? You know, balance is essentially desirable if you want it in your life, right? I mean, sure. it, yeah, it, it, sound, it sounds like that. I mean, you may want to be hyper-focused, but there is a failure state. Uh, and again, um, do you want to, I mean, you already mentioned it, but do you want to make it a little bit clearer for the listener? What is the failure state, uh, again, like when we try to achieve balance? And what is the uh, failure state when we're trying to be hyper-focused? Burnout. 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 Burnout is the the failure state. You you just mm-hmm. do too much of one thing and then you lose the motivation, desire to continue doing that thing. Uh, you have a lot of like internal conflict as it relates to whatever it is that you're aspiring to do. Excellent. And um so that actually brings us to to the next question. What are some obstacles you know for somebody who wants to be a little bit more balanced or why not what are some obstacles for somebody who's trying to be a little bit more hyper focused on their craft i think that you know outside distractions are probably a detriment to both whether it be balanced where in time that you have allocated to a specific activity is being disrupted by something unanticipated or whether you're trying to hyper-focus, that time is being disrupted by something unanticipated. So, so I think like outside interference, distractions, um, all the things in this world that are designed to capture your attention because mm-hmm. you know we live in an attention economy. So phones, beeps, buzzes, pings, emails, texts, notifications, just all of these things can you know, pull you away from whatever it is you're intending to do. Excellent. And I, and I think we're starting to hit home run here because these are some things that uh, they're challenges for everybody these days, right? I mean, somebody's sitting at the poker table, for example, you know, things can get a little bit boring, let's say, and it's easy to get distracted, you know, uh, play with your phone. And then before you know it, a big hand happens and you're like, what did this guy do again? You know, I forgot what happened three hands ago because I wasn't paying any attention. Sure. So why don't we specifically go there? Because it's such a big problem. Distractions in this day and age are such a big problem. Just a quick anecdote, which I'm sure a lot of people can relate to. I have a good friend of mine. He's a businessman, really successful businessman. But he's telling me, Duncan, it's come to the point where I'm trying to write an email and I cannot finish it just because, you know, like my phone rings, you know, my the, the other thing get distracted. And he actually had to buy this app to basically lock him out of all of his accounts externally because of how bad it became. And I know many people can relate to that. Sure. So what are some actionable heuristics people can at least consider? Well, I think the first thing is to gain insight into where the distractions are occurring. So mm-hmm. how is it that your attention is being pulled away, right? Whether it be phone, TV, just what, what, what habit is like uh, the root cause here? And then once you have visibility of that, you know, in the example that you gave, I, I think your friend took an actionable 
good step, right? Like right, he just right. blocked his ability to access it. He took it away. Um, and, and in doing that, it freed him up. Uh, I think that, you know, I've, I personally had a light phone, which is a phone that only calls, only texts, and you can only listen to podcasts. And I think maybe they added GPS recently, but you can't download right. apps. Um, it, it has like an e-ink reader. So like that was a really great tool for minimizing my screen time on a daily basis, right? Um, you know, I, I can sometimes fall into the habit of getting on my computer, drinking my coffee in the morning and being like, well, what do I have to do today? And then just like firing up um, Steam and playing a card game on my right. computer for, you know, an hour and a half and just get sucked into that. So like right. take basically at deleting that and then reinstalling mm -hmm. it on on occasion when whenever you know you right. want to to play some but like just gaining awareness of where the distractions are coming from and then being proactive and taking steps to eliminate those distractions you know phones have airplane mode right like you you can put the phone in airplane mode so that you don't get text so that you don't get emails like all of these things have settings and really there, there's just no excuse if that's a thing that is detrimental to your day-to-day. -day. Absolutely. And I, and I want to repeat that word because it's so important, the concept of awareness, being mindful uh, of what is it that's happening. Because in the case of my friend, he admitted to me, he was like, Duncan, you know, I just do it and I don't even realize I'm doing it. You know, like I hear the beeping on my phone and I just go into it before I know I'm in the middle of an email and an email that should have taken me, you know, whatever, 20 minutes, it takes me two hours. Right. And, and Nowadays, like most every phone has a screen time, screen time function. You can right. see how long you're on your phone every day, right? So it's right. like if you're like, oh, I really need to get to the gym, and but I just can't find 30 minutes. And then you look at your screen time and it's like, oh, but you spent two and a half hours <laughs> on your phone. Well, right. okay, there's time, right? right. We're right. just not using the time in right. the way that we would like to because we're getting sidetracked, you know? Right. Absolutely. And... And and I think that's 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 incredibly that's incredibly important. Um, let's let's stay on that. Let's linger on that topic a little bit because I think it's uh, uh, it's it's interesting. I hear a lot of people complaining, a lot of my students all the time, and and perhaps we can share some of the things uh, we are doing. You know, maybe somebody can get an idea. It's not like you know what we're doing. Other people can do. But for example, let me start. Do you have a specific, uh, I mean, you know, I don't have a cell phone, for example, but for you, like, do you have a specific time where um, you access your phone or your emails throughout the day? I don't. Um, okay. at, at about 8.30 or 9, I, you know, take my phone, my watch, and my AirPods off, and I put them on the, the little charger in another room. Uh, at night, I, I sleep in a different room uh, than nice. my phone so that you know, even when I wake up in the morning, I'm not tempted to just like grab my phone and immediately be sucked in. Um, so I, I do try to take steps to limit those those types of uh, distractions. Mm -hmm. um, but I mean, even from like, it, it's a challenge, right? Because, mm -hmm. you know, I'm running a, a CFP group that has right. almost 20 people in it, including the coaches. And right. there's a lot of different messages. Uh, I'm getting direct messages on a daily basis and on Slack that, um, a lot of times I feel compelled to respond to. Mm -hmm. uh, sometimes somebody in a channel will post a 10,000 word essay that I feel like <laughs> I, I am obligated to read. Um, so, you know, so, sometimes the, these things just, just pop up and uh, 
<laughs> I get sucked in. Oh my goodness. Yes. I mean, it, it is, it is, you know, okay. Awareness is number one. Number two, it's always Duncan's fault. So yeah. That's yeah. It. <laughs> number two is it's always Duncan's fault, but yeah, right. like putting phone in airplane mode at the right. end of the day, I think that one thing that I think is like maybe the most criminally undervalued tool. It, if you want to do something, make a schedule the night before, right? Everything mm -hmm. you want to do out by hand. Right. There's real power in that when you take the physical action, um, the things just tend to get done. So like have a plan, have a plan for how you want to do these things and then execute on that plan. Right. So you don't have to waste like any mental energy into figuring out like, oh, what I have like an hour block here. What am I going to do? Uh, well, I couldn't think of anything instantly. So now I'm just going to go to ESPN.com and read right. for the next 59 minutes. No, like have something scheduled for that block so that you act on it. Very good. And, and let me just rephrase the language a little bit uh, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, but that perhaps falls under the umbrella of what I would call, you know, outsourcing or perhaps self-outsourcing, right? I mean, that scheduling is part of outsourcing. Try to get all of that out of your mental bandwidth and schedule it for somewhere in the future. I mean, we can use the technology to tell us uh, what we can do later on instead of having to constantly make the decision, oh, I mean, here is my day. I have some flexibility. What am I going to do now? Instead, we have pre-planned or organized that ahead of time. And I know this is kind of an abstract way that I sure. think about these things, uh, Please. but I think about it the night before as if I'm doing something good for future Brad. Right. Right. I, right I'm like, right. oh, like I'm planning this out for future Brad. Uh, like I need to make my oats overnight to put them in the fridge. I don't really feel like it. I'm tired. I'm ready to go to sleep, but I'm going to bless future Brad by doing right. this because when he wakes up in the morning, he's going to be happy that those oats are there. Right? right. So just think about like giving blessings to your future self. Right. Um, you, you make a, a schedule and then that's saying like, oh, tomorrow my future self is going to be so happy that it knows what to do um, because it was all planned out the night before. So like, just do favors for your future self, be very kind and good to your future self, right? Um, you don't want to go to the gym. Well, if you go to the gym, your future self is going to have more energy. They're, they're going to feel better. They're going to have uh, just more cognitive power. They're going to have more physical power life is just going to be much better for my future self. So like that, that to me is just make investments to your future self on a regular basis. And I, I think that is just, it's been really helpful for me anyway. Absolutely. And, and if I just piggyback on that and add something, uh, this is the value perhaps of a routine also. Sure. Uh, that, yeah. you know, when, when I was younger, uh, I used to for a lack of a better term, I used to crap on routine. It's like, oh, you know, everybody who has a routine, these people are not free, right, to do what they want. But as I as I grew older, I I realized that the uh, the routine is an anchor of uh, of our lives. Like it helps us uh, take some mental bandwidth off using it on a daily basis, and uh, we have essentially outsourced specific, hopefully helpful uh, tasks at specific intervals so we don't have to think them over and over. And an example would be, you know, having specific days where we play our poker session. So we don't have to think, oh, I should play today or maybe I shouldn't play today. So that decision has already been made. Or another example would be having fixed 
uh, times uh, for uh, workouts. So, you know, okay, today uh, it's two o'clock. It's, it's time for my, you know, workout session or eight o'clock in the morning from workout session, whatever, whatever it is for, for every person. In and- yeah, yeah. it doesn't limit you either. To Absolutely. Being held to only do that whenever it's scheduled. Like maybe, That's right. you know, when I, when I was staying at commerce and playing cards 60 hours a week, which by the way, is not, was not a balanced life. <laughs> Sun, Sundays were my off day. You know, I, I played right. 10 hours a day on Monday through Saturday, didn't play right. on Sunday. But sometimes if, you know, I went and ate breakfast and was like looking to hang out, and the, there would be a really good game that would just show up out of the middle of nowhere. So I'd be like, cool. And I would jump in and play and not use Sunday as my off day and maybe take Monday off or Tuesday. But like sometimes, at least in the poker world too, there's opportunities that pop up that can just be too good to pass up. Um, in which case, you, you still have the freedom to act on those. But uh, basically just having the default schedule is a great baseline. Very, very good point. So essentially... Um, we can still use our bandwidth whenever we want, but if we really feel that we're getting overwhelmed, we can always fall back to the default, uh, you know, schedule, which is essentially the routine. That's that's actually absolutely really re- really well said, and and that's a, a very important point about routine. And and then there's also obviously other benefits as well. For example, health benefits because again, a good healthy diet is a difficult diet. So if we were to think every day what we are to eat, you know, on the spot, it would be very difficult to eat healthy. So if we have pre-planned that, you know, we spend a significant amount of time to pre-plan that, it's going to be, it's going to be perhaps a much easier. So, sure. and, and I mean, there are other ways of like staying accountable too that involve like outside sources. I think social accountability mm-hmm. is maybe mm-hmm. the best way to stay accountable to the things that you uh, aspire to achieve, um, whether it be a coach, whether it be a good friend, whether it be a family member, whatever it is, um, telling them what you're planning on doing, asking them for accountability. I think just telling people what you're doing in general is another just really great life hack because when we Mm -hmm. verbally express things to society, to the people that uh, matter to us, we're way more likely to follow through because we want to be a person of our word. You know, if you want to quit smoking, um, a, a big step that is a scary step is just tell everybody in your really Facebook good. feed, tell your family, tell your friends, like tell everyone, because that's going to create more accountability um, to, that gives you a better chance of getting the job done. So yeah, leverage uh, social accountability as well. I, I think that's just a really big deal as it relates to following through on you know, your schedule um, and whatever it is that you're hoping to, to do on a day-to-day basis. Very, very good. And, and it feels to me that, you know, these actionable uh, heuristics apply both to those who want to have a more balanced life and those who want to have a more hyper-focused both. Yep. life. Yep. Both. Yeah, exactly. Whatever whatever your goal is. So, so, so far, uh, we have uh, awareness is very important. Start with, with being aware. Uh, second of all, uh, ec- extensive planning and, and perhaps even, even a routine. Uh, social accountability. Uh, would be another one. Uh, if you express it, uh, first of all, if you express it, it's easier to understand it yourself. So you can take a, a jumbled uh, idea in your brain and make it more concrete, but also you're accountable to all the people that you are actually um, uh, saying it to. Uh, what else do we have here? What are perhaps some um, obstacles uh, for those who uh, who fail uh, to find either balance or 
or being hyper-focused? What are some perhaps uh, common common traps? And for example, one thing that, that comes to mind uh, uh, as you're thinking is that people ask me sometimes, Duncan, you know, what what, what should I do, you know, to, uh, to get ripped? You know, like it's... Um, what is the best thing? What would be your advice to go to go to the gym? And always my advice, they're like, should I go like five five days a week? And I'm like, honestly, just start with one day a week. You know, like one actionable advice that I can think of is sometimes it's important to start small because consistency can be more important than volume. And even in poker, when people say, well, Duncan, you know, like I really want to be the best. Would you recommend to go to the casino for 60 hours a week? Well, if you've never done it before, 60 hours a week is going to be very difficult, you know, like, you know, professionals sure. can do it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that there's a great podcast episode uh, that Sam Harris did with James Clear of mm-hmm. Atomic Habits mm-hmm. fame. Um, right. And James Clear basically says that, like, if you want to start going to the gym, if you feel like you're out of shape, the good, a great first step is just get your clothes on go right. to the gym, walk around the gym and come home. Don't even, right. you don't even have to lift anyway. Right. Just get right. in the, the habit, right. start building um, the habit of just walking over there and walking back home, right? You don't have to start big. I, I think that's like the, the curse of the new year and new year's right. resolutions is like, we want to go from like being gluttonous on Thanksgiving and Christmas and then just balls to the wall, Jan one. And by Jan five, we're burned out and like, oh, this is, awful well you started way too quick and you know you just slow slow it down like these things take time um so you don't have to you don't you don't have to kill yourself on day one um just start slow and build up to it absolutely and and that's and that's how eventually you can even if you want to be in the hyper-focused camp slowly but steadily you can go from you know uh, one hour to two hours, five hours, 10 hours, and so on. You what, can start whatever, building up whatever, whatever it is. Very good. On the other side of, of the coin, I, I think for the mm-hmm. hyper-focused, mm-hmm. it is um, just giving yourself the, the latitude to acknowledge that you're reaching burnout, that mm-hmm. you, your mind, your body, your spirit, it just is does not want to do this thing that you're trying to make it do and recognize that active rest is healthy and good. And like, you need time to recover. Uh, If you feel that way, it's likely because you're, you haven't recovered from whatever stress you're putting yourself through. And there's no shame in that. If you're out of focus for the day, you're out and just have awareness of that and go away. Because also like a, a beautiful thing happens when you step away after being in a hyper-focused state over time is your brain doesn't just stop working. It, it continues making connections and learning even when you're not actively thinking about things. So there's not just benefit in uh, avoiding punishing yourself. There's benefit in just walking away and doing nothing. And you know, for human beings, I, I think that like getting something for nothing. That's kind of like the, the dream, right? That's the dream scenario. So yeah, just recognize that like when you walk away, you're still learning, like your brain is still firing. Um, and so that's another thing, just like be at peace with that and be able to forgive yourself or you shouldn't even have to forgive yourself. Just be okay with walking away instead of just, you know, continuing to press and press and press. 
Very good. And but, but I, I have to say here, you, you spoke like a, a true overachiever, right? I mean, you know, so you're basically looking for a, a, somebody who is really, 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 really working hard. They have to convince themselves from time to time, you know, it's okay to take a break. So I understand that. I can, I can really, 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 really relate. And I mean, I'm teasing you, of course, but how about the people? No, no, no. It's, it's good. I mean, there's a reason why I know these things. Absolutely. I know. I <laughs> the know. reason is because there is a, a failure point that I reached right. that made me seek out knowledge and try to learn and do a better job, right? That That's typically, if somebody's like uh, very knowledgeable in an endeavor, it's generally right. because they have faced some friction as it Absolutely. relates to, to that activity. Absolutely. And this is, again, I mean, this is the fact that, you know, uh, I mean, we have Sometimes it happens in our conversations with, with so much on the same side, it is a little bit difficult to, to see some other sides. I mean, we're, we're two guys, you know, we, we both play poker professionally, you know, we're very conscientious and then we're giving advice about people being organized and we forget people who perhaps can be a little bit less conscientious. So sure. if we were to think about the, um, you know, the other side of the coin, perhaps the people who, um, you know, you mentioned you mentioned Dr. Phil, you know, our favorite <laughs> Dr. Phil watching, um, uh, you know, watching him all day long, or at least they may have a tendency from time to time to fall back into that undesirable effect, according to their opinion. So what these people can do, right? I mean, uh, people who may be thinking that, you know what, I'm not doing enough, perhaps. I mean, they're on the other side of the car. The, the biggest thing is like, uh, I'll lean on you know, the wisdom of my friend, Adam Creek, and just mm -hmm. understand what your values are. Mm -hmm. Understand what you want to do, what your goals are, how you want to spend your life, right? You know, it's, I know that I've said it before, but like the number one regret of the dying is that they didn't live a life that was true to themselves. And, and like, maybe watching Dr. Phil is true to yourself, right, or maybe right. it's taking something away from uh, what you would rather be doing. And, and in the case that like it's true to yourself, more power to you. You know that's that's what your spirit enjoys. Go for it, right? Absolutely. But it, it's when things are taking attention and energy away from the things you would rather be doing that it, it becomes problematic. Absolutely, and it, it, incredibly well said. And it reminded me when I get in trouble with parents when sometimes they tell me, you know, my kids are playing video games all day, and I'm thinking to myself, and sometimes I, I say out loud, that's where I get in trouble with them that it's okay. If your kids are really good at video games, maybe that's that's a, that's a good thing. And I know a lot of people would disagree I mean, with me, but yeah. Yeah, like even if they're not really good at them, like sure. there, there's something about being, being a child, being a sure. teenager and really uh, enjoying playing games with your friends that like some of my best memories as a human are, are playing computer games with my friends when I was, you know, 13 to... 18 years old, like it, it was a blast. And I woke up every day excited and pumped to log on and, and play. Um, and, and like, why should, why is that a thing that should be uh, just looked down upon? I, I'm not exactly sure. And by the way, too, like I watch a lot of TV at, at night yeah. during my wind down phase, right? Like I've right. watched all of House, House of Dragon and I don't, regret it. It doesn't make me feel bad. I actually really enjoy the narrative storytelling. I enjoy watching them. They make me happy. They make me think. And so like there's benefit in my life. So I don't want to take away um, the few hours a night that I watch TV and do like something more productive, like reading a nonfiction personal growth book. I, I don't want to do that. Right. I want to wind Absolutely. down in, in the way that I do. Um, 
so yeah, just understanding yourself, what you want to do, and then also gaining awareness on the things that are pulling you away from what you would like to do as well. Absolutely. And we sort of run full circle here because essentially, whichever side of the spectrum you are, it comes down to be self-aware of how you feel in a certain situation. So if you're sitting in front of the TV, for example, it'd be specific and you're watching Dr. Phil and you're feeling okay, great. But if sure. you feel like I could be doing something else with my life right now and I perhaps want to try and do something else, then I think the it, most important... It could be a feeling too, like the end of the day, like, oh, I really should have done X, Y, and Z while you're in bed, right? Absolutely. Like that it doesn't necessarily happen while you're watching Dr. Philly. It could be like sure. six hours later when you're like, oh my God, I had these other responsibilities that I didn't get to. Like, why, why do I do this? Then you have this internal anxiety um, and negative feelings about yourself. So that's another spot to kind of pay attention to. Uh, absolutely. And uh, I, I'm going to say something here to, to channel, you know, my inner Shia LaBeouf, uh, which <laughs> in, in terms of an actionable advice, I think no matter what you decide to do in whatever camp you are, I think um, in the end of the day, it is extremely important. I know it's going to sound ridiculous, but it is important to actually do it no matter what it is. Again, going back to the advice from earlier, right? Just walk inside the gym and, you know, get out of there. So actually doing it is the only thing that builds the skill. So sure, absolutely right. That's the yep. only, and, and, and I don't mean doing it well. Like I, I tell that to my students all the time. It's like, Duncan, I mean, this is atrocious what, I, what I'm giving you right now. I mean, I have so many mistakes and I'm ecstatic. And, you know, my students are like, are you mental? Why are you so ecstatic without that work? Because you did something and doing something is so important. So find a way. I know it sounds almost tautological, but find a way to just do it right. That's the the child. So remember, uh, for those of you who know the meme, this this amazing meme, just Google it. Um, but that's essentially maybe have that mental picture in your health, you know, or Nike or whatever you you want to call it. But it is very important to to go ahead and actually do it. Like you you can only build a habit through repetition. So whatever it is, just just try it, however sloppy, however weird, just do it. Like just forget about everything and 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 do it and let the rest, you know, take their place. Yep. Today's Philosophical Friday is sponsored by Nike, apparently. Just, just do it. <laughs> that's exactly that's exactly right. That's exactly yeah, that's exactly correct. So um but yeah it's uh, not it's not enough to like want to do something. It's not enough to take steps to like uh, get something accomplished. You actually have to do it too. It's not enough to like build a home gym. You, right. you got to get in there and you got to move the weights around as Correct. well. Correct. And small weight, uh, just find a way to trick yourself, get in there 10, 10 minutes a day, whatever it is, just, just do something like this is, I think. Big, uh, biggest boon for me as it relates to going to the gym or going on walks on a regular basis have been just, I know it sounds like just, too simple, but it's AirPods. I, mm -hmm. I listen to audible and I just right. put the AirPods in, I go on a walk and now it's like, cool. I have this book that I really enjoy listening to. And a lot of times, like one thing that I originally did when I was building up the habit was I would only allow myself to listen to the book when I went on a walk. And so 
yeah, I, I want to know what happens next in, in my book. So let's go on a walk and, and, you know, spend that 30 minutes walking and listening. And then before you know it, like, I kind of enjoy going on a walk on a daily right. basis. I start feeling better. So right. yeah, I think that um, rewarding yourself as well when, for doing something that maybe you don't want to do, like, Absolutely. is another big deal as it relates to building habits. Absolutely. And find a way to perhaps game it and uh, game it in a way that it can it can make it work. So sure. gaming it would be would be another way. Uh, that's uh, my trick to get out to get my son every day in the morning. Right. I mean, I grab my book and like you said, I mean, you want to you're going to see, you know, what's what's next? What's the next chapter about? And it can be can be interesting. Yeah. So just to clarify, mm -hmm. you don't have kids, right? I do not. OK, so grab yeah. your son means the sun shining on you from outdoors oh that's right <laughs> s-u-n that's correct that's correct yes s-u-n got it that's, that's correct yes i don't want to get yeah i was i was like wow that's duncan like... you you really need all this motivation to wake up and get your son in the morning that's <laughs> you're, that's bad parenting skills <laughs> that's, that, that's right that's right that's right and and incidentally is the pronunciation different because i have no idea i mean as a, no, no as a it's the same it's the same, yeah, same. Yeah. okay got it okay good good because you know as a as a non-american you know sometimes you know especially when i go to i want to go to the beach you know or i want to say that i i can't do something things can get uh you know pretty dicey with with my accent so um great great so is there any i think we we, we cover a lot of ground today is there anything else any specifically when it comes to balance when it comes to hyper focusing traps uh, any heuristics that we didn't touch upon yeah i think like uh, I guess the only thing that I would like to add is just understand yourself and whatever side of the spectrum that you're on, accept your biology and accept that, that this is the way that you're wired. I, I think is a lot of times we feel guilt or shame or a lot of negative emotions as it relates to wanting to focus more, wanting to find yeah. more balance or whatever it is. But I, at the end of the day, it boils down to what resonates with you as a human being. And if you understand yourself, then you can start taking actionable steps forward. And by understanding self, I think understanding your values, what drives you, what, what genuinely matters to you. Right. Um, and once you understand that, then it's the path forward is just much, much clearer. Absolutely. So self-awareness, acceptance, and knowledge, you know, knowledge of yourself, know thyself, perhaps it would be the motto there. So right. th this and can be very... Yeah. And Adam has like a great values worksheet exercise. Uh, I, if you just Google Adam Creek values, it'll probably pop, pop up and would highly suggest anybody that's listening to this right now do so. It's just right. a tangible way of prioritizing, ranking what matters to you. Because I think too, like, what if, what if like going to the gym is number 10 on your values list, right. right? And so you have this negative emotion surrounding like, oh, I just don't get to work out. I don't get to be right. physical as often as I, I would like to. But what if like, you know, it's just a lower priority thing that right. should be um, only once a week or right. twice a week or something along those lines. Like that's totally reasonable as well. And then that way you just don't have these negative emotions that the, you don't feel bad about how you're spending your time because now you recognize why you're doing what you're doing. Uh, I think that even that is just a big benefit. 
Absolutely. And I'm smiling because allegedly Isaac Newton, you know, lived whatever, like a couple of miles away from the sea and he never saw the sea or so the legend goes, you know, in his entire life. So, you know, you you may not be attracted. You may not want to go there. Or you may not want to, you know, work out. It's, 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 it's fine. It's absolutely fine if that's who you are. Right. And, and if it's like not even on your values list, then okay, let right. it go and okay. stop, stop hating yourself. Stop having right. these negative feelings, you know? Love thyself. Love thyself too. Yep. Very good. Excellent. So what are some, some places uh, where people can uh, uh, go and find us and torture themselves with people like writing 10,000 words and stuff like that? Yeah. Yeah. So greatnessvillage.com, hop in to the Slack community uh, and the Philosophical Friday channel, uh, why Alex beats Bobby on YouTube at CBG podcast on Twitter and ask the math doctor on Twitter as well. All of those okay. are the usual places to find both me and Duncan. Absolutely. And, and you know, because some people asked me uh, privately, yes, it is ask the math uh, DR, but, you know, I mean, Brad always calls it doctor because, you know, it sounds weird otherwise. So, yeah, ask the math DR if you want to find it. But there are not many people with similar handles, so you will you will actually find it. Yeah, and Ask uh, the math drive. <laughs> That's right. Exactly correct. It's, it's a neighborhood um, <laughs> that Duncan lives on. Me and Mulholland. That's exactly correct. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you all for listening. And both Duncan and I will catch you next time. Peace. Thank you, everybody. Thanks for listening to Chasing Poker Greatness. You can subscribe on Apple Podcasts or on your favorite podcast app. Go to ChasingPokerGreatness.com to get the newsletter. Join the Greatness Village community. Book a coaching session or dive into the latest data-driven poker courses. Follow the show on Twitter at CPG Podcast.